You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey all, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. My name is Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram. And with me co-hosting as always for episode 87 is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John who is Trade You at Recess. All right, off the top guys, I wanted to do a little mini dead wrong segment, but just focused on some NFL quarterbacks. Because if you didn't notice, after five weeks, there's been plenty of surprises in the league. Uh, like some QBs who a lot of people were high on aren't doing that well and a few have just been awful you know here's what I want to read one quote from a sports writer uh, from the Washington Post he wrote Russell Wilson normally cloaked in self-affirmation looks distraught right now Aaron Rodgers normally the most unbothered star in sports looks annoyed Tom Brady looks haggard Matthew Stafford looks overwhelmed and Matt Ryan looks done (laughs) <laughs> right so and he's picking on the old qbs all the, the guys yeah all the vets you know all the ones we know best right but um you know there's a couple of younger guys who are not performing as well so i thought we could quickly go through just a list of five qbs i selected and uh let's say if we're willing to admit now almost a third into the season whether we've been dead wrong on their potential this year or if we're still giving them a chance all right so Let's start with Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. John, you can start off because you were high on the Broncos uh, <laughs> preseason. So are you ready to give up on Wilson and the Broncos? I'm still going to give it a chance. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. consider it a wrong, not a dead wrong. Um, I'll give him a chance. I mean, these mm-hmm. guys are vets for a reason. Um, they won't. I hope they won't wilt um, under the you know the singles the regular season pressure so uh, i i could see it turning around and i know you're going to probably mention a couple of other vets here but i'm going to give it a little bit maybe one or maybe three more weeks after that <laughs> if he if he loses two of three it's probably looking like a wrap for the for their uh, playoff um like a potential playoff run so yeah i'll give it mm-hmm. a couple more weeks okay yeah um for me i th- like before I said Russell Wilson, uh, I'm long on Russell Wilson in general. So I think uh, you can't gauge it off off of five games. And obviously it's going to affect his prices if, if he doesn't perform the next few weeks. But, you know, I'm, I'm still giving Russ Wilson a chance because, you know, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. I think his prices are uh, somewhat cheap. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'm just long on him. So I'll be holding. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm. I guess if you're long on Russell Wilson, for sure, I would just wait even a little bit longer because I think it's just going to go down <laughs> even further, in my opinion. And um, you know, for football, I'm always about the short-term flips because you know there's so many injuries involved, uh, unless they've already established themselves, like some of these vet players. But um, yeah, I just for me, I think I I would rather invest elsewhere, and so I'm off Russell Wilson personally. Um, and it looks like the Broncos team, like that one game where they couldn't score a touchdown. That's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's only five games, but 
in a 16, 17 game season, you know, you, you don't have a lot of time to, you know, to prove yourself. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I might have to say I've, I'm kind of wrong on Russell Wilson coming into the Denver Broncos. I thought he could really lift up this team, but they're having issues. So, yep. so I'm on, on to the next guy. All right. <laughs> next vet, Tom Brady. Okay. Like he, you know, we, we know Tom Brady is a hall of famer and um, he's going to be fine. But if you're looking at this season and this season only, do you think he's, you know, stayed on one year too long? You know, did he make that Cardinal old vet mistake where he should have probably left last season or a couple seasons ago on top? Or do you think Brady's got what it takes to correct the ship? I think it's too early to say. I mean, like five games in the season, you know, uh, like John said, veterans will perform when they need to. And, you know, it's still a long season, um, still weeks away. Uh, you can't give up on Brady after five games after. And it's, it's not even like, I mean, they're two and three, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, they could, they could turn it around. And Tom Brady, you know, he's the goat, goat of goats almost, right? So I would say, you know, long on Brady as well. All the vets I'm long on. Yeah. Okay. Bucks are actually three, three and two. Three and two. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they're doing okay. So I'll play off that. I mean, they're still, they still have a winning record. Uh, as long as they make the playoffs, Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady. Regular season right now, he's looking wilted. But I'm going to chalk it up to his divorce, man. Let him take care of his divorce stuff. <laughs> Let him sign those papers or whatever he has to do. And then get right back into to football 100%. And I think he'll be fine. And regardless, yeah. even if let's say he's he's not fine, I mean, Tom, Tom Brady is obviously different than Russ Wilson in that I don't think a single season is going to do anything to his cards. Obviously, we want to see that, you know, that second win with the Bucks. That's what people want to see. That'll just make his, you know, goat status just go to the next level. Um, but yeah, he's he's in a different space. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you guys. Like the Buccaneers, probably he could probably use a couple more elite guys. Um, but if anyone could work it out in terms of um, you know playing with the cards he's dealt with, I think I think Brady's the guy. So 45 you know, this year, 45, I believe. Yeah, jeez, dang. So he knows how to keep in shape, and <laughs> he's a smart quarterback too. I think we've talked about this off off the air too. So yeah, we're 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 still in on Brady. All right. Uh, I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. Also, yeah. three-two winning record, but yeah. Yes, Anything sir. else to add to that? Um, no, I'm. I mean, that that barstool, uh, the interview might have spooked him a bit, but um, he, <laughs> he he'll he, he'll be fine. You know, I like I said, uh, the, the the vets I'm long on. I, I believe, uh, especially on their card prices, I think Aaron Rodgers has has a lot of room to grow in terms of his cards and it's just a matter of time before you know the the market ca- corrects and catches up either way but i think um yeah i think he his prices are low like especially when you're comparing them to tom brady prices not saying that aaron Rodgers is tom brady but there's a there's a huge huge gap between the two so um yeah i think he's a good buy long term yeah i'll piggyback off of uh young's thoughts um, when we talked about Aaron Rodgers before, he is in the same boat as Tom Brady. We're talking long-term investment, right? So I think Rodgers and Brady, nothing in the regular season, I don't think even if they were necessarily hot 
it would really move their prices even if they weren't that great it wouldn't move their prices at this point for these guys it's about cementing their legacy and maybe winning another super bowl especially for rogers so his prices really won't see anything unless he goes to the super bowl finals right there's some big expectations so i'm not gonna admit dead wrong three and two um like i said like we're mentioning vets will be fine russ wilson i think of the three vets he was a little bit different because he kind of had that new team potential spark. So as much as he is a long-term play, uh, there was a bit of that potential for that short-term gain, which is clearly mm. not <laughs> turning out well. But for Rodgers, um, it, it should be fine. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, so Rodgers is very similar to Brady in terms of what I'm going to do with him if I had Rodgers rookie cards. But if I didn't, I don't know. I think I would hold off just because the one knock on him fair or unfair is that he's only once one super bowl or he doesn't perform well in the um the playoffs so uh you know just looking at the green bay packers this year it looks like an okay team i don't think it's a super bowl contending team and that might be a further knock on aaron Rodgers. and the people will say oh see i told you Rodgers can't can't do it all you know he'll he'll never uh go to the super bowl again um or he'll he'll mess up during the playoffs and that might hurt his value in the short term, but then you know we'll see we'll see his career record, and then I'm sure that'll that'll uh, bring it back up. But uh, but yeah, if you're gonna invest in Rogers for the short term, I I probably look elsewhere. But uh, if you're holding for long term, of course you know um, don't don't sell low at this point. Okay, a couple more. Um, we're gonna get off the vet guys. Uh, well, let's go to the two stud young QBs heading into the season. You know, I was high on these guys myself personally. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Chargers are also three and two, but Herbert isn't dominating like many expected him to do. Um, so, and um, and I guess the same could be said of Burrow uh, coming off uh, Super Bowl um, finals. So, what's your take on these two young QBs? I like I like both QBs. Uh, like Herbert, um, you know, uh, you need the young stars to kind of. Um, you know, give, give that fun of like excitement kind of prospecting in baseball. It's, it's similar. You, you want the young quarterback to do well. You got uh, both Herbert and Burrow, but my problem is prices are, we're so steep coming in. Right. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's like everything has to click. Everything has to go right for both these young quarterbacks. And even if they do it, I still feel like there's there's room to kind of like go down still i i think it was because we came into the hype of kind of like the herbert year and then burrow to follow after that covid spike i think um it really set off prices especially football Mm -hmm. um so i i just think that there's so much to come down on prices even though you know they're the young stars of of today's game and obviously I root for them. I want, you know, their prices to do well, but sustainability is my issue with, with, with the younger guys. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stay off of them. I'd, I'd like it to see what, what they accomplish the next year or so before I probably, you know, consider investing. I just think the hype is still around because they're so new, kind of like that. Sure. You know, 2020, the first three years. And basically, exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. I follow similar stands. You guys know that I wasn't uh, I wasn't touching Joe Burrow cards this season. 
So I think the dead wrong segment for me maybe doesn't count. <laughs> um, you get a yeah okay <laughs> yeah. So I'll uh, I'll reap my successes there. But Justin Herbert on the other side, I mean, I think he's a he's a tricky one because I still believe he's kind of in that Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, you know, first two three seasons. He's still in a hype hype phase. So he, I think, no matter unless he wins a Super Bowl. If he has solid seasons, I think his card will continue to go down. It's just the nature of sports card collecting and the sports world in general. So I think if you're really a believer of Herbert and his talents, you still have another 12 months at least to go before. I think you have some great opportunities for purchasing. But in terms of like, were we dead wrong about just Herbert? I don't think so. I mean, they're, I think they're three and two as well, right? They're not horrible. Yeah. Uh, the past two games, I think Herbert was fine. He had like a 138 quarter. I'm looking at the stats. He had 138 quarterback rating. He played well past two games on the season. He's like high percent, like he's always been doing. He's high percentage completions. I think he's doing fine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, if you're a huge Justin Herbert fan, you want to get into cards this year because you want to watch him and you want to enjoy the experience, you know. I'm for it, but if you really want to kind of take advantage of some low prices, I think there's prices to be had maybe sometime next season. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me with Herbert, because I have uh, the uh, field level silver um, rookie card, PSA right. 10, and I was hoping that, you know, like I, I bought low uh, in the off season, and then I was going to try to flip him, but then, you know, he didn't come off to a super hot start. And like you said, John, he's he's doing well enough but I think the expectations were so high going into it that he's just not living up to that hype, right? right so, right. so, um, so his price is actually for that card, and in general, like it's it's hasn't gone down that much, but hasn't gone up either. It's just kind of stagnant. It's kind of going sideways, and I'm finding the same for Joe Burrow. Um, it's coming down a little bit because of the Super Bowl hype. Obviously, it couldn't sustain at that level, right. but it's it's settled down to a nice like baseline. And it's not going up or down. And um, I think it's what, Hyung, you were mentioning. Like, it was so high to begin with. Um, it's kind of settled down into this, like, uh, lower level. But I think I think it's safe there as long as they continue to perform the way they have. And people still see that there's potential in these two young quarterbacks. They got to start winning. That I mean, that's key. Like, if you look True. at all the great quarterbacks, like Pat Mahomes, like, all, all those, they win. Right. They have winning records and mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, sitting 500 on their career. So they have to start turning a page really quick if they want to kind of make that noise and sustain. I, I can't I, even if they do well, I don't think the prices could sustain just just based off day traders. Right. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. And I think that's a good way of seeing it. Like if you look at their team in general and their team's not as strong or or they're not performing, or they got injuries, and they're they got they've got challenges ahead. Maybe if you have some of the cards, it's a good time to unload, even if it's even if you're not going to profit off of it, and look for um, other young QBs or you know any QBs for that matter that are on winning teams, and and you can might be able to see a spike in season at some point. Right. Yep. So I, I know it's only five games, but I thought we could do a quick NFL QB update. Um, it's been pretty crazy for um, 
Eagles fans, I'm sure they didn't expect to be five and zero. Oh yeah, that's there's one dead wrong. I, I you know that I, I'll admit to Jalen Hurts. I wasn't <laughs> high on that guy. <laughs> Me too. So, I'll admit that one. Young can uh, bask in the glory. There you go. Young's, <laughs> Young was right, and we were wrong about Jalen. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of surprises. I, I guess that's why we all love the NFL too. There's you know, season to season, a lot can change. Let's move on to our Friday discussion topic. And, I, you know, I saw our hobby friend, Scotty B, release a video on his YouTube channel on who he's targeting in the baseball offseason. Side note, if you're a baseball card collector and you don't know Scotty, do yourself a favor and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Anyway, I got our discussion idea from his video and wanted to ask you guys the same thing. Is there anyone you're targeting in the offseason? I know there's still the postseason going on. But ever since our Blue Jays gave up a seven-run lead to the Mariners in the AL wildcard oh, series, I just I just want to move on. Okay, so <laughs> so for us, the offseason has already begun. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, who are you guys looking to potentially pick up? For me, it's it's gonna it's a mixture of kind of like the veterans and kind of like the young stars. I still believe in some of the young stars in today's game um, because their prices have fallen so much. It's kind of similar to the football discussion we had. You know, we're just drawing the same parallels. You know, the super, superstars of of baseball can't sustain those prices, right? And you're going to see the same action, price action with with football, right? So I think uh, there's a point in time, obviously, the young stars, there's going to be a floor, I think, because... They're going to be so relevant in in this day and age. So guys like I think Soto, um, Vlad, Tatis, and even Jordan Alvarez, I think are are great purchases uh, on on young stars. Just because I think they're going to be the future of kind of baseball. So they're going to always be relevant. So um, and prices have come down a lot on these guys. You know, we talked about this with like guys like Vladdy, you know, obviously a very disappointing season for the Jays or just the way they ended it. Um, and he uh, he didn't put up the numbers, I guess, the people were expecting, uh, which is normal. I mean, he had a great, great season. It, it wasn't his best season, but it's somewhere in between kind of his first couple seasons and his um, kind of like his MVP season or his right. uh, runner up MVP season. So. I think Vladdy's gonna continue to hit. I think he's one of the young superstars that are gonna, you know, provide um, that flair and kind of like fun in baseball. Same with Soto. Same with Tatis. You know, um, these these guys are all having playoff experience at, at a really young age, which is good. Um, so I'm gonna invest in the younger guys like that. Um, Soto, Vlad, Tatis, Jordan. Probably buying the off season. I think uh, some of the prices are really cheap there. And then maybe some of the veterans, uh, such as like Trout, I think his prices are are really are really down. So I mm-hmm. think it's it might be a really good opportunity. Um, like I said, I think Arenado is super super underrated, and I think he could uh, we could definitely pick up something for very very cheap, as well as Machado and guys like Bryce Harper. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting the list ready. I have a cu- couple <laughs> couple guys I'm tar- targeting. I do like um, Scotty B's picks. They're I'm not a huge Korea fan to be honest, but like I do believe like guys like Kershaw are 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 great investment long term yeah. as well. We're gonna realize how good Kershaw was. I mean, he's showing it every single year, but like he's legit the most one of the most dominating pitchers in mm-hmm. in modern baseball, right? So yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good list. I am personally, I mean, we have the Sport Card Expo in Toronto coming up early November. I am personally targeting uh, Shohei Otani. Um, mm-hmm. Everything It has everything to do with who he is, uh, his pricing, and of course, um, being a fan, I wanted to collect this stuff, so there's a bit of a bias. More so than other things that I think have potential to make a lot of money. I think Otani is my number one target to try to trade into. I don't own any Otanis right now. Uh, number two would be Soto. Really depends on what the Padres do. If the Padres end up winning it all, I mean, they're about to face, uh, they're facing the Dodgers, right? It's going to be tough. But let's say they win it all. I probably won't try and touch Soto when it comes to the show in November. But if they end up getting, uh, if they end up losing to the Dodgers, I'll probably try and double up on a Soto card. So those are my two targets. Um, and then I think in general, you know, in terms of trying to find the next big hit, um, no pun intended, you know, Clark, you kind of mentioned how you try and predict who the MVP will, will be Mm -hmm. for the upcoming season. That's kind of the way you strategize around who you pick. Uh, I'm starting, I'm really starting to think if you can predict the home run leader, I think that's what you go for. Because if you look at, you know, this year, who's the big name? Aaron Judge, right? Last year, who had the biggest gains uh, in the league in terms of, like, um, card value, right? It was Vladdy. It was Shohei. I mean, they're, like, one and three in the home run race, right? Years before that, like, 20, 2020, we'll call it a wash because I don't know whether it's a 60-game season or whatever. But the years before that, you look at, like, Pete Alonso. Cody Bellinger, if you can remember that back to 2019, like their cards were huge, like monstrous, right? So I think if you could predict home run leaders, I think there's a play there. Obviously, it's a huge risk, but if you believe Aaron Judge is going to be the home run leader next year, I think he's a perfectly fine play. If you believe it might be, hey, it could be somebody like Jordan Alvarez, um, and that could be a play too, right? Even if you you know wanted to maybe dabble in Pete Alonso. So I think there's something to maybe taking what you strategize and trying to predict the MVP and try to predict the home run leader. And I think you might have something there. So just something to think about. Yeah. Love that strategy. And I think, you know, um, for me, I thought going into this season, you know, in, in our earlier podcast, I said, Lewis Robert all the way, this is his year. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, you, you gotta, like we, we talked about this um, before, but uh, you have to know when to pivot. So that's when I pivoted to, um, obviously, to Aaron Judge when he started to, like, go on a tear on, you know, in his home run hitting streak early in the season. And then, you know, at 29, you're like, oh, there's, there's a chance. It's not going to be easy to hit 60, but <laughs> yeah. if there's a chance, I'd rather take that risk than waiting for Luis Robert to turn things around. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but, I mean, I think you named, you guys both named all the guys I'm trying to target. Uh, I love the Mike Trout like I know it's not everyone's budget, but I don't think people realized how well he performed in under 120 games. Scotty B points this out in his video, right. but I was hoping that he wouldn't because I was, you know, I wanted that to be a little bit of a secret <laughs> until I bought a Mike Trout card. Like he's only the fourth or fifth player in MLB history to hit 40 home runs in less than 120 games. Right. Just imagine, yeah, like crazy. he easily could hit 50 if he played the full season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that's another strategy. I think I talked to you about that, John, like where I look for a guy that was injured the previous year 
But if he could just give me one good full season at his potential, right. then it's Robert. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. But it's twenty got injured. It's twenty twenty three. Double down? Double, Double down this year? Quadruple yeah. down. Quadruple down. I, I, I didn't hear any of you guys say Lewis Robert as the guy you're targeting in the offseason. But I have to um, pay to take his slabs, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. But I mean I mean that strategy worked for me two years ago with Shohei. You know, he had that one injury riddled season. I'm like, just one season. And then, of course, he did it in his MVP year. And um, I think uh, Mike Trout is that guy for me. If you could afford it, if he, you know, next season he plays 150 games at least. I mean, his, I have no doubt his stats are going to be ridiculous and you're going to profit. If 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 he plays 150 games next season, his prices will will go back up for sure. Yeah, I think think a lot of people got shaken by by that news and. You mix that in with the bear market, but I still think we talk about this. Like uh, some of his cards uh, are are just overpriced. Like especially mm-hmm. his tops update, I think it's just based off pop counts and sustainability um, in terms of pricing. I think they just had to correct itself, and it was just a bad timing for all that news to happen when the market was starting to to go down. So I that's why I do believe he could be a very good buy in the off season. Um, especially some of his cards. I think uh, a 2009 Bowman Chrome Refractor sold for like 10 grand or just maybe a bit over 10 grand, which is, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Right. Right. So like for me, it's like, those are the opportunities that we look back and we're just like, Oh man, it's like, you know, three times less than the peak, you know? So yeah, 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 true. That's a good point. Definitely. Um, the other guy, I didn't hear any of you guys mention, but I think um, could be a sleeper pick is Bo Bichette. Um, yeah. Hyung, you wanna, I know you mentioned to me like he had very similar stats to another guy we're high on. Do you want to share that? Yeah, when when I said this before, like, I, I mean, people, are, this was pre, uh, pre-20, his second season. So this is 2019, 2020. I, I really got like uh, Mookie Betts vibes. Like in terms of the type of player, type of hitter that Bo Bichette could become. And obviously this was before he put up the last two, two seasons. Um, his rookie season, obviously, you know, uh, pitchers haven't seen him. You know, same with Tatis. Like they start doing advanced scouting reports. They have a lot more data. They know how to pitch them uh, more efficiently. But I thought Bichette has... I've always been high on Bichette just because his ability, his playing ability is like that of someone you would call a gamer in, in kind of like baseball, obviously, you know, that, that hurt really bad. You know what happened, um, with, you know, with, with Seattle, with Springer and stuff like that, that was a tough, tough pill to swallow. But I mean, these guys are young still. Right. And these guys are playing in front of 40, 45,000 and sometimes failure is what they, what's needed for them, right. Mm -hmm. For them to kind of rebound. And you look at Mookie Betts's numbers when he was earlier, uh, younger, it, I mean, obviously Mookie, you know, had a crazy season that one year when he won the batting title and the, the MVP. So, um, I can't say Bo Bichette is a comp to Mookie Betts, but I could see similarities in terms of their, their, their gameplay, the way they are as hitters. I would say Bo is a little more erratic. Um, and obviously Mookie is a lot more disciplined in terms of, um, kind of like a seasoned vet, 
uh, now that Mookie's getting older. But I see the same type of uh, potential 20-30 home run guy, you know, hits uh, upper 200s, low 300s, you know, could drive in up, up to 100 runs, going to, you know, going to hit the ball, going to get your hits um, yeah. and just put the ball in play at the end of the day, right? So I, I like Bichette. Um, I think he's... I, but I, I don't think he's going to get hobby love, to be honest, unless he, you know, steps it up defensively and he starts, you know, really, uh, I guess, um, repeating what he's capable of doing. He's going to have to keep on proving himself. And then it's just like Mookie. We we always ask, why doesn't Mookie get any hobby love either, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, that's the True. only downside with Bichette. It's like, okay, if Mookie's Mookie and he's a future Hall of Famer, don't expect Bo Bichette prices to be volatile and go crazy. He would have to do some seriously, seriously ridiculous things for it to actually kind of move the needle. Yeah, point taken for sure. I think um, why I like Bo Bichette still is that his prices are getting to a level where it's just a uh, low, low level risk almost. You know, yeah. and if he if he puts out good numbers, um, it's almost like being able to get, you know, maybe not as, you know, high as Mookie B- B- bets current prices, but you could see significant upswing, um, the the next season. You know, just by seeing how far it's fallen, and if the Jays can put it together another good season, and you know they're you know. I, People might think this is a homer pick and we're just uh, biased with the Jays. But, but you know, if the Jays did, let's say, I mean, the Jays are an exciting team to watch. You know, good young core. I think um, any young, exciting team, there'll be collectors for them as well. So um, I'm, I'm high on Bichette and uh, definitely in the Toronto Expo in November. I'm, you know, it's harder to get hometown guys at cheap prices because they always jack up the prices. So we might have to look on eBay um, to get... Uh, those cards in the off season, but yeah, Bichette's one of those guys too. All right, uh, yeah, we mentioned uh, several guys. Uh, we'll see how things work out in the in the coming months, and I'm sure we'll update our uh, subscribers and our listeners to our podcast when we do acquire some of these guys. Juan Soto, it was going to be easy sweep for Juan Soto, so I didn't want to bring that up, but that's another guy. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was I was looking at his PWCC auction, almost pulled the trigger. It was at twelve hundred, twelve fifty. Um, uh, on on auction, and I think it went for higher uh, eventually with the buyer's premium, like closer to eighteen nineteen. So it's been coming down steadily, and um, yeah, in some ways I'm hoping that he just kind of doesn't do well in the right. postseason, I and know. then selfishly. you know, like you said, John, <laughs> so, <laughs> selfishly for sure, but uh, still definitely a believer in, in Juan Soto as well. That wraps up this Friday's episode of Cards to the Moon. Thank you once again for listening to this show. Can't wait to um, be with you guys next week for a brand new show on Tuesday. See you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at trade you at recess you can also check us out at fivecartguys.com thanks again and hope to connect soon